I'm Willow Astor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with New York Times bestselling author Pepper Winters. We discuss horses and bunnies, checking full-length books and starting over, and how she managed to convince me to let her off the hook. Hello, Pepper. Hi, Willow. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? Great. Thank you. What part of the world are you in? I'm in New Zealand currently. I've always wanted to go there. Um, it's <laughs> definitely at the bottom of the world, but it's uh, it's a great place to live, so I can't complain. Have you always lived there? No, no, we've lived in Australia till quite recently, and I've lived in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. And I've had a couple of months in Dubai as well, and uh, my husband is Canadian, so yes. I visit there quite often, and yeah, all over. You've been all over for sure. What's your favorite place to live in? Ah. Uh, Probably New Zealand now because our lifestyle has become more uh, rural and horse orientated. Yeah. But before that, was, say a tropical island, say Bali or Thailand, um, they're they're pretty special places. I was seeing just a little bit about you got horses, and it looks so fun. Yeah, no, they're they're good fun. They keep you on your toes, that's for sure. They're not an easy animal to look after. They're constantly trying to kill themselves, but um. <laughs> they're, they're good. <laughs> And you have the cutest bunny I have ever seen. Oh, thank you. Yes, we do think he's quite adorable. So we're quite biased in that respect. (laughs) (laughs) I spoke with another author recently who has a bunny, Melanie Harlow. Have you guys ever discussed bunnies? (laughs) No, I I do know of her and I've spoken to her a couple of times online, but no, I've never had the topic of bunnies. That's awesome. (laughs) Have you moved into the place where you have tons of acres or is that coming oh, up? That's this time next week we're moving. So it's How all exciting. just getting everything organized. And yes, it's uh, all a bit chaotic at the moment. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much for fitting me in. Oh, thank you. I've been wondering how your writing will go with all that space, if you'll find it easier or harder. I'm wondering the same <laughs> thing too. We'll, we'll have to find out and see if um, the outside calls me more often than my office does. Yes. <laughs> Is it correct to say 20 books? Is that how many you've written? I think so. You know what? I haven't taken a tally in a while. Wow. Uh, I probably should. Yeah, it, it's, it's around there. 20, 23, 26, something. Something Man, in that vicinity. That's amazing. <laughs> when did you start writing? I've written all my life. I remember vividly, you know, loving creative writing when I was just, you know, six, seven. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really start trying to... I write a book per se until probably about 15 years ago and it it took a while to you know get the knack at being able to tell a story and I'm still always learning and improving and you know trying to make it better yes but yeah it's in my blood you can tell that reading your books for sure it's in your blood (laughs) I told my Facebook group I was speaking with you and they had some questions for you they were very excited to hear what you had to say in this interview. And so if you don't mind, I will ask you some of what they wanted to know. Of course. This one is from Christine. She's from Australia. She's one of my best friends. And she has met you a couple times and said you're the sweetest. Oh, I- Her question <laughs> is, you've written several different genres. Is there one you prefer? And do you have to mentally prepare for the dark scenes? Good question. Um, I don't really have a favorite genre. I think it all kind of ebbs and flows, you know, like some months you're really into the dark romance and some months you're into more of a coming of age. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm lucky that, you know, I have readers that allow me to kind of jump around and and dabble, I guess. Yeah, in terms of favorite, it would be really hard to say now because 
I do really love what writing that kind of angst that comes from a young adult kind of point of view. And mm-hmm. then I also love writing the uh, the internal struggles of what an adult would go through in a darker situation. But I'm also even um, gearing up to write a historical book uh, either at the end of this year or next year. So that's a new genre for me, but something I'm really excited about. That's great. I loved your ribbon series. I don't even know if that's really what it is called, but the boy and the ribbon. And I just, I love them so much. Oh, that's lovely of you. Thank you. Yeah, it's that kind of just kind of came out of nowhere, really. Um, And I didn't have a choice writing that. I was actually writing The Body Painter, which is what I'm writing now. I'd already had about 60,000, 70,000 words written on The Body Painter this time last year. Oh, my goodness. Um, And then, yeah, that book came along, The Boy and His Ribbon. I was like, right, damn it, now I'm going to have to write this. (laughs) (laughs) So Lane from my group said they're the most beautiful books she's ever read, and they are, I agree, so beautiful. What inspired that story in that series? I don't really know if, I can't really pinpoint the exact inspiration. I just know that Ren kind of popped into my head as a 10-year-old, and within a few hours, I knew his entire life story. I knew how it would end. And then I spent literally three months trying to prevent that from happening, uh, <laughs> but it just didn't work. And then funny enough, as I was writing that book and I, I started doing a bit more research on like child slavery and working in farms and things, and it's actually, a, it's it's quite scary at how realistic hmm. his forced labor would have been. You know, there are so many children in slavery in those sort of conditions that it, it's quite horrifying, really. That's terrifying. It is. Yeah. Well, it was so unique. And so well done. Oh, thank you. My friend Erica wanted to know, how do Australian readers differ from American or I should say New Zealand? Yeah. Um, or are we all equally crazy? I, I think we're all <laughs> equally crazy. <laughs> just, just like all authors are equally bonkers. Yeah. Uh, I think you've got to have that thread of insanity in you to enjoy the fruits of the imagination. I really do think bookworms are in a league of their own and authors are a league of their own. And (laughs) that's what makes it such a fun community to hang out in. (laughs) I agree. When you start a series like you knew from the beginning to the end with Ren where it was going to go, is that the way it is for most series for you? Yes. Yeah, most books. Um, Probably the only one that I can say that I didn't know a lot about was the body painter and that's probably why I put it aside because I didn't feel like I was doing justice to the story that I knew was there I just didn't know it yet Mm. whereas now that I've been writing it I've been giving it my full attention I had to delete the first you know 60 70,000 words and start again completely that's a whole book (laughs) pretty much so Mm. but I'm, I'm so grateful I did because it allowed me to change things and chase different plot lines that work much better so Mm. Uh, the minute I kind of made the decision to get rid of what I already had, the whole thing just opened up. And then, yes, I, I knew exactly what was going to happen, which is great. Because, I mean, obviously, as you'll know, you know, the characters kind of tell you where they're going to end up. But then there's always loopholes or mm-hmm. uh, detours along the way. And it's quite tricky when that happens. I love that you were willing to chuck it because I feel like most authors who had spent that much time would just be like, well... So maybe this book isn't going to be as good as I want it to be, but I need to get it out there. Well, unfortunately, I, I, I sometimes do wish I could do that. I wish I could be a bit gentler on myself. And, and you know, I'll even even now talk about my books and I'm, I'm probably the most critical person. I'm like, oh, you know, I should have done this or edited this out or added this or oh, this bit was missing. So um, looking back on my books is not maybe a pleasant experience because I'm always constantly 
thinking, oh, that could have been perfected in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually multiple books that I've started, like Forbidden Floors. I was 90,000 words into that, and I was like, you know what? This isn't working, so wow. that will probably never be published. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am quite hard on myself, which I would like sometimes not to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. To me, it speaks to your true artistry if you're willing to do that. Or, or maybe I'm just even more crazy. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe that too. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> do you write every day? When I'm on a roll, yes, for sure. Like the last month I've been writing every day and it'll be three to 6,000 words a day. Um, and I can do that in a couple of hours, which is great. And I find it's easier to stay in the storyline if I am writing every day, unless I reach a chapter that, A, I didn't necessarily want to do, or a chapter that um, has changed from my original idea and I've kind of got a bit tangled up, then I kind of get a bit sluggish. Mm-hmm. But last year, I did take probably the majority of the year off, nice. mainly just to kind of remember who I am outside of work, mm-hmm. um, spend time with the horses, spend time with the husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. So, so I've got a good balance. Do you feel like it's helped your writing even more to step away from it for a while? Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, it was great. Good. I sometimes wonder, and I wonder if this is like this for you, but is it almost like a manic phase when it just flows like that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, um, some days I, I do find it like if you tr- treated it as like a nine to five job with weekends off, mm-hmm. I think I'd struggle with that. I, I, I'd struggle to have a couple of days off and then slip right back into it. Because if you're in in the zone, if you're in the storyline, then it's easy just to pick up and do a couple of thousand words the next day and just keep that flow going. Mm-hmm. Then having a few days off completely. Stop um, and start. Obviously, I do. Exactly. You do. You've got to do it for mental reasons and to spend time with family. But if you can keep that flow going until the end of the book is, or at least the first draft is done, mm-hmm. I think it's easier. How long does it usually take for you to conceive an idea and finish a book? Again, it varies. I mean, the body painter I've been working on, well, not working on it, but, you know, living with the idea for over two years, mm. which is very long. Uh, whereas the boy in his ribbon, I wrote that in five weeks. Wow. Um, oh my goodness. Well, depends. Yeah. <laughs> on the inspiration, I guess. It's the inspiration that mm-hmm. kind of dictates the speed. If you had one favorite book of yours to recommend, what would that be? (laughs) I think I'd probably ask the reader what they would prefer. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I do have kind of a catalog of very different books right now. Um, Yeah, probably like my favorites are definitely The Boy in His Ribbon and The Girl and Her Wren. I I do love those. I also really like Third Debt, which is the fourth book in the Indebted series, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly because that was the book concept that came to me when I was writing that series and that was the book I was dying to write the most Mm. but yeah then that's a tricky question I I definitely asked what their preference would would be I think what would you be doing if you weren't a writer oh if I wasn't a writer and I had endless money I would want to be an equestrian (laughs) full-time that would be not impossible unless you had great sponsorship um because yes they're very expensive animals but that would be something probably what I would want to do have you always owned horses? Not always, no. Um, I uh, grew up in Hong Kong uh, next to a riding facility and I was very lucky enough to have a couple of lessons there. And then when we moved to New Zealand when I was young, um, I started having some lessons with that. And then obviously when I moved to Australia, that kind of curtailed that part. But I've always really wanted to get back into it. So about three years mm. ago, I got my own. Nice. And uh, it's been great getting back into it. And another <laughs> learning curve, but no, it's been great. Do you have other pets besides horses and bunnies? No, that's it. <laughs> that's it. We've got five. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. 
Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Last meal you had. It was my lunch and it was leftovers from dinner out with friends last night and it was some kumara fries. What kind of fries? A kumara. It's a sweet potato. Oh, yum. Yeah, they are yum. With the Himalayan salt, yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Favorite book boyfriend? Yeah, too many. Too many. <laughs> too many good authors and books out there. Yeah, I'm going to play uh, play cheat on that one and say all of them. <laughs> Last five-star book you read? I've just finished The Tattooist of Oswich, and I thought that was amazing. Mm. Um, it read quite like a script, uh, which makes sense because she did originally write it as a script. But, um, okay. yeah, that was really cool. Cool. Horrible, of course. Horrible, and it's based on true story, but mm-hmm. an uplifting story. Snack you reach for on movie night? Ooh, um, maybe some peanut M and M's. Maybe. Ooh, I had some of them tonight <laughs> myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. They're a bit Moorish. <laughs> <laughs> Show you're binge watching. We've just finished Dead to Me on Netflix oh, last night. I just started this show. I'm hooked. Yeah, it's funny the acting and the chemistry between the two women. It's yes. really really fun. Yeah, so no, I loved good. It. All right, I will keep going. Do you have any (laughs) advice for writers just starting out? Yes, definitely. Um, Just keep going. You know, I mean, it took me about six years to craft kind of a worthwhile book that I didn't turn my nose up at. (laughs) I think stay true to what you want to write. You can't write a book that you're not interested in, or Mm -hmm. at least that's my experience. Um, And definitely, you know, get like-minded friends on board so that you can share manuscripts and Mm -hmm. trade critique and and things like that I think that's the best education you can do you know getting better readers involved um and yeah just being open to their suggestions but also staying true to your vision any advice for longtime writers who need a little boost or who are struggling with the ever-changing market true I think I think the main thing is um as in any career you can really kind of get sucked into it and um, that becomes your be all and end all mm-hmm. and you kind of forget that life is is still out there um, and I, I'm a victim of that myself um, I completely forgot how to just be in the moment and not be on my phone and not need a laptop nearby or not need yeah. to have a notepad all the time and just you know remember how to just be still and just enjoy an afternoon picnic with some mm-hmm. friends I think that's the key is the balance <laughs> for sure well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Oh, God, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says. <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, I- I'm probably going to have to pass on those because uh, this is a dirty <laughs> secret of mine, and I don't actually listen to music. Oh. So I don't know any of those. I don't really? know the tune. I don't know the lyrics. I wouldn't know where to begin. So, Oh, my uh, word. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are going to be one of the very few that I let get away with that. Because oh, you're very I nice. Like your writing. It's a good thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, everyone who comes on here has to sing. That's just oh, part yeah? of it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's my deal. That, that's really neat. Yeah. Are you a singer yourself? Pardon me? Do you sing as well as well as well as write or I do, yeah. And then cool. on these podcasts we sing together. Oh, cool. And it can be beautiful and it can be terrible. Yes. Well, with me, it would be terrible. All fun. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yes, I do music too and I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. That must, um, like the inspiration from writing and music must come from the same sort of place, I guess. I think so. 
Yeah, I can't really listen to music while I'm writing because I okay. sing along too much. But oh, you do. <laughs> have you created songs to go with your books as well? I have a little bit oh. for one of them. Actually, two of them. Now that I think about it, that's really neat. It's another outlet. Yeah. What about you? Do you have other outlets other than writing in that creative vein? I, I used to do a lot of scrapbooking, um, oh, cool. but I'm, I am a couple of years behind. Like every trip and you know special event. Yes. Um, but now I kind of just use Instagram, if I'm honest. So mm-hmm. my Instagram feed is really boring. It's got nothing to do with work. It's mainly rabbits and horses, and I, I <laughs> use it for me, basically. It's, it's my scrapbook. So. Uh huh. I was into scrapbooking back in the day, and I it is so easy to get behind. It is, and plus, I love buying stationery and stickers and things. So mm-hmm. it's an expensive hobby. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Will you be doing any U.S. signings anytime soon? Uh, nothing on my agenda at the moment, but um, maybe maybe next year I'll start looking at doing doing a few more. I think the last one I did was 2016 or 17. Okay, it was, it was a while ago, so I am due. It's, uh, I'm a bit of a homebody. I like yeah. to uh, either stay at home or just go to a tropical island and recharge. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Well, if you've got the horses to take care of too now, I'm sure... That's not making you want to leave home. Well, it, it's tricky to find trustworthy people, really. Cause, yeah. I mean, uh, rabbits are very delicate creatures, and a lot of things can go wrong with them. And horses, like I say, they try and kill themselves. So <laughs> you've got to have someone who's willing to take on that risk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you love your new home and that it's Thank you so, so peaceful and inspirational and that lots of beautiful stories come out of that environment. Oh, that's Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm, I'm hoping so too. (laughs) That's very nice. (laughs) Thank you for spending this time with me, especially in the middle of moving. No, it was was lovely to talk. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. You too. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.